0: Welcome, my name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. And we're back with another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 120. And today's topic, guys, I wanna talk about the bench press and in particular, arching in the bench press. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? Is it something you should do or is it something you should avoid? Now, I'm a coach who likes to, I like to think I have a pretty good knowledge and understanding of uh, a lot of the exercises that people do in the gym Um, because I've been doing it for, you know, I've been lifting personally for 16 years now. 15 years. Shit, that's a long time. Uh, but I've been doing it for a long time and I've also been a, a student of the iron game for a long time. So I'm always trying to find ways to you know, get stronger, do things more efficiently, more effectively, um, you know, do them safer and also increase performance. And one of the first exercises that really stood out to me that I was really intrigued and kind of captivated by, as most young dudes getting into the gym scene was the bench press. It's the exercise where you can shift the most amount of weight in your upper body. So the old catchphrase used to be, you know, you would go up to a a gym bro or, you know, somebody you would see in your health club and you'd be like, hey, bro, how much you bench? You know, what's your bench? And it was was basically the measuring stick to assess whether or not somebody was strong or not. Um, You know, as young bucks tend to do. You know, what's your bench? We don't care about training legs, but what's your bench? How much can you bench press? Um, anyway, I divulge. <laughs> um, one of the things that I was first, air quotes, taught in regards to the bench press and the technique was pretty much this. And I use that term very, very loosely, taught. Um, this is when I was you know, 17 years old. We're in the little TAFE uh, gymnasium that had... If I recall correctly, it had one bench press, it had a leg press, a 90 degree leg press, it had a seated row, it had a dual uh, pulley uh, cable system, um, and I think a leg extension, and maybe one of the two other machines, but it was a pretty small uh, little gym area. So the bench press was like the piece of equipment that was, it was literally central. It was directly in the middle um, of the room. So you would walk in there, and basically your eyes would just get drawn to the bench press. Anyway. What me and my mates used to do, and I was pretty much the youngest guy, or one of the youngest guys in our in our cohort in the uh, in the class. And all you'd really do is I would kind of watch because you know I was shy and I was introverted and I was fucking skinny and I was weak and I didn't know what I was doing. So anyway, I would see somebody doing the bench press. One of my mates would you know go up and he would start benching. So you just learn through os uh, through osmosis. You just watch and you see what other people do and you basically just copy it. And what uh, a lot of the guys were doing, or a couple of my mates, um, is basically this: uh, you would put some weights on the bar, you would lay flat on the bench, you would unrack the bar, and away you go. You just basically bring it down and up without much thought or any other mental processing. Um, so the technique was pretty shit. Let's just put it, <laughs> let's just put it bluntly as it was: it was just shit. You just lay down and away you would go. Okay. There wasn't any thought process to, you know, uh, how you set up, where the bar should go, you know, what grip width you take, and any of that. Um, Basically, just flying by the seat of your pants and hoping you you do it right and hope that you don't fuck yourself up in the process. Anyway, uh, nowadays, I know much better. Um, I have attended uh, several workshops from lifters who can bench 200 to 300 plus kilograms. Okay, so. That is a monumental amount of weight. So if there's somebody who can lift more than more weight than I can with excellent technique, uh, I'm going to listen to what they have to say because chances are I can learn something from them. All right. And attending these workshops and these seminars has shown me what the best, the most effective, and the safest, the safest lifting technique is. Okay. So for me personally, I don't consider myself a great bench presser. I've got pretty long arms, so the bar has to travel a a decent distance. Like I don't have short, stumpy arms where it travels, you know, a couple centimeters. It's got a decent, it's got a, it's got a fair way to travel. But uh, for me, I can bench press over 100 kilos for 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 reps. Okay, I'm not talking five, six reps. I'm talking, you know, uh, a few singles, a few sets of one rep. So my best is 102 and a half kilograms, weighing between, it was probably about 82 kilograms at the time. So that's pretty good for somebody whose main goal is to get strong and resilient in the sport of football. I would say that that's a pretty respectable number, okay? I'm not I'm not a powerlifter, I'm not trying to, you know, break world records, um, but you know, if we look at, all right, I achieved body weight bench press, you know, a long, a long, long time ago. The next kind of uh, ballpark figure or milestone, if you will, is, you know, three digits, hitting 100, hitting 100 kilos. Uh, so decent numbers from my perspective, I would consider. And this is the thing when it comes to the bench press or any exercise for that matter, but I'm gonna hone in on the bench today, is when you've done the bench press a few times and you've seen lifters in the gym do it, you start recognizing different patterns and you see different styles um, and various techniques. So you'll see one person doing it a certain way and then you know, 10, 15 minutes might go by and someone else is on there and they're doing it a different way. And then maybe you see somebody else, you know, maybe it's a guy, maybe it's a girl, and they have their own take on it, and they have their own uh, particular method of doing it. And eventually, that leads to the question of, you know, this person arches, this person doesn't arch. You know, which one should you do? Is is one superior to the other? Um, Is one safer than the other? And basically, people want to know. I have found is, why do people arch in the bench press? Okay, and there is a reason for it. Okay, and I'm gonna go through that and I'm gonna kind of peel back the layers of the proverbial onion and dissect this movement because I have an, uh, an intimate knowledge of the biomechanics. Uh, I'm gonna try and keep it very simple um, so you understand the reasoning of why people arch and the benefits and the specific uh, steps to do it correctly, all right? So like any exercise, there are benefits, there are gonna be things that uh, help to improve performance, but there may also be some drawbacks or things that maybe uh, aren't applicable for you or reasons that perhaps you shouldn't arch, okay? So I do wanna start off by saying, if you are somebody who currently has or have previously experienced lower back issues, so lumbar spine, I'm talking you know, that lower portion of your spine to a, uh, down towards the pelvis and the, um, the tailbone region, um, I would discourage you from trying the bench press with an arch um, straight up, straight out of the gate, okay? If you have or have had any issues, um, perhaps it's best to see a physiotherapist or at least a, an exercise professional to see if this arching method is right for you or not, okay? So it may or it may not be applicable to you at this moment in time. Now, I'm gonna make a bold statement, okay? If you don't have any back issues, okay, if you have a healthy spine, arching your back will make you instantly stronger. Okay, how does it do it? Very simply put, it shortens the bar path. It decreases the distance the barbell has to travel, all right? So the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? Would you rather get from point A to B in a quick amount of time or a long amount of time. Generally, most people be like, I wanna get there as fast as possible. Awesome, the same thing is true for lifting weights. You want the bar to travel the shortest distance possible. This means it is the most efficient bar path because if you're making the bar travel a greater distance than necessary, by default, that is inefficient, okay? Hopefully that makes sense and hopefully you can kind of see, uh, yeah, that's pretty blatantly obvious. Um, So the goal isn't to make the bar travel as far as possible, it's to make it travel the shortest distance possible, okay? So think about it. If you lay flat on a bench and you straighten your arms and then you bring an imaginary barbell all the way down until it hits your lower chest, so around your sternum or the breastbone, and then you press it back up. That's your traditional bar path. That's your anthropometry. That's your arm length, okay? You can't change your arm length unless you go and get a hacksaw, you know, trim away some of the bone, um, which I do not recommend. But your arm length is your arm length. You can't change that. But what you can alter is how far the bar travels by moving other body parts. Okay, so you're laying flat on the bench. You bring down your imaginary, uh, imaginary bar to the chest and you press it back up. That's your current range of motion. Now what I want you to do is lay on your imaginary bench. Puff your chest up really big. Exaggerate a big, puffy, proud chest, okay? Squeeze your shoulder blades back. So you imagine there's a pencil between your shoulder blades. You're trying to pinch the shoulder blades and trap it there, okay? So your chest is being pulled towards the ceiling and your shoulder blades are coming together. They're being squeezed, all right? Now, put your arms out in front of you bring that imaginary bar to your chest, and push it away. Okay, an easy way to do this is keep the shoulder blades squeezed together, chest super proud, see where your chest is, and then relax your back, round your back, and you'll see that your sternum, your breastbone, actually travels further away from the distance of your hands. So with that understanding, we can see one has a larger range of motion than the other, okay? So from an efficiency standpoint, you want a shorter bar path, which means arching the back is how you do it, okay? Uh, I hope that makes sense so far. So when your chest is higher, you have a proud chest, when you squeeze those shoulder blades together, it means the bar travels a shorter distance and thereby is more efficient. So you're using less energy because it's traveling, it's not going as far, okay? So with that logic and that understanding of basic physics and and a comprehension of distance, shorter distance versus longer distance, wouldn't you say that bench pressing like that will help you lift more weight? Or even if you don't wanna lift more weight, you can lift the same amount of weight, but you can do it for more reps. You can do it easier. Your RPE, your rate of perceived exertion will go down. Hell yes, that would. All right, so this is what we're looking for. When I analyze movement uh, and exercise technique. I'm looking for things to be done as efficiently as possible. I don't want you to travel a big distance if I can get you to travel a shorter distance when it comes to the bench press, all right? This is why people use the arch in the bench press because they understand, okay, do I want the bar to travel? Let's, I'm picking this number out of thin air. Do you want the bar to travel a meter or do you want it to travel 80 centimeters? If I have those two options, I'm picking 80 centimeters every day of the week, okay? That's what you're to look at. Which is more efficient and which is gonna translate to you building more strength, i.e. being able to lift heavier or lift the same amount of weight for more reps, okay? Now, how you get into this arched position and how you actually create it, all right? And the, to the degree to which you arch is going to be very, individualized, specific to you and your body. So like I said, your arm length is your arm length. You can't manipulate or change that. You've got the arms that you've got, okay? And the thing that we can control and, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Kind of uh, manipulate, modify, that's probably a good word, um, is your back, okay? Is your back and your hips, all right? There are some people who can only arch their back a little bit while other people can contort themselves like gymnasts. You know, some people can't bend at all. You know, they'll, they'll try and, I'll, I'll say to somebody, stand up tall, put your hands on your pelvis and do a back bend. Just lean backwards, keeping your legs straight. So this is called lumbar extension. You're arching the low back. Some people can't move. They'll be like, oh, I am arching. And I'll be like, oh, you didn't move. Or you moved like one centimeter. And then there are some people who can, you know, bend back to 90 degrees or, you know, to, to ranges of motion and you kind of tilt your head to the side and you're like, holy shit, you're super bendy, you're really flexible, it's unreal. <laughs> and they have uh, significantly larger ranges of motion. All right? For you, I just want you to start with the, the amount of mobility you have right now. Just start with what you've got, okay? You might be super bendy and flexible, terrific. You use that mobility to your advantage. Uh, if you're somebody who's stiff and tight and kind of locked up, hey, you might only get a few degrees of arching. And, you know, over time with practice, because what we're doing is a skill, okay, you will improve the amount of arch that you can create. Okay. And also I must stress this. If you've never arched your back in the bench press or if you're kind of just getting into it, um, it may not feel comfortable, but I want you to try and, differentiate the difference between uh, joint pain and muscular discomfort. Joint pain, ooh, there's a sharp pinching or stabbing pain at my low back versus, all right, I'm having to work really hard to get into this position. You you need to be able to distinguish between those two things. Joint pain is a big no-no. We don't train through pain. Uh, Muscular discomfort, as in, oh, I have to work hard to get into this position, Uh, that's fine. Yeah, um, deal with it, okay? (laughs) Bit of uh, tough love there, but hey, it's gotta be said. Now, the way we we arch, right, we need a couple things. You need good upper back, good lower back, and good hip mobility to get the very most out of your arch, okay? If you're lacking mobility or movement in one, two, or even all three of those areas, uh, your arch is probably gonna be quite small, it's gonna be a a limited degree of arching, therefore means the bar's gonna travel a greater distance. So for those of you who are perhaps a little bit tighter and stiffer and wound up, it it may actually pay for you to do a little bit of work on your mobility because it's gonna help you lift more. So maybe use that as a little driver uh, to incorporate some mobility or stretching or what have you, all right? Okay, here we go. These are the staples of a good bench press arch. These are some of the things you're looking for, the key characteristics for a solid arch in the bench press. Shoulder blades, okay, your scapulae, so that's the plural of scapula is scapulae, but your shoulder blades need to be back and down. This is what I am talking about very specifically. Your shoulder blades should be backed uh, back, which means squeezed together, and down away from your ears. Anatomical terms, this is retraction and depression. Shoulder blades are back and down, away from the ears. The reason that we do this, as I mentioned before, the puffing up of the chest is the end result of you getting your shoulder blades back and down. The further back and down you can get your shoulder blades, the higher your chest will be, meaning the bar travels less and less distance, all right? It also allows you to press off a stable, flat surface. When I do this with my students in person, I get them to stand up tall, put their arms out at about 45 degrees each, which means your hands or your arms are at 90 degrees. Okay, 45 degrees to the left, 45 degrees to the right, The the angle between the two fists is 90 degrees thereabouts. Anyway, because that's about the grip you'll take on the barbell, plus or minus a bit. Anywho, you put your arms out at 45 degrees each and you make a fist. Shrug your shoulders up as high as physically possible. Squeeze your shoulder blades back to the wall behind you as far as physically possible, as far and as hard as possible. Then slowly bring your shoulders down away from your ears, I'm actually doing this right now and I can feel my upper back muscles tightening up and contracting. I'm actually trembling, okay? Because I'm trying to chase the maximum amount of retraction and depression. Shoulder blades back, squeeze together as hard as fucking possible. Shoulder blades down as far away from your ears as physically fucking possible. If you do these two things correctly, your upper back muscles will light up like a Christmas tree. They will be extremely tight, extremely rigid and engaged to a high level, okay? And this bears repeating as well. It should not feel comfortable at all. Doing it correctly should take a lot of effort and a lot of concentration. Next. If you do it correctly, your shoulders will not be shrugged. Okay? A good cue if you struggle to get your shoulders down, okay, is this. Shoulders away from your ears. So if you're laying flat on the bench and your shoulders are up really close to your ears, you can either have a spotter, just tap on your shoulders to bring them down, or just take a split second. Okay, my shoulders are there. Okay, get my shoulders away from my ears. And you'll feel your lats engage. Okay, because when you shrug, up, your trapezius is on, and your lats are off. We wanna use the lats as a base to push from, okay? So again, getting those shoulder blades back and down is going to give you a bigger, more solid, stable base for you to press from. Next is the extension archetype or movement pattern. Extension means basically to arch, okay, or bring backwards. So you need thoracic extension, so that's the ability to bend your upper back, lumbar extension, the ability to arch your lower back, and also hip extension. These three go hand in hand, in hand. (laughs) What I mean by that is, if you have poor hip extension, it will probably bleed into poor lumbar extension, which can possibly bleed into poor thoracic extension. But if you have great hip extension, it's likely that you have a better range of motion through your lower back and a better range of motion through your upper back because you cannot separate your spine from your hips and vice versa. Your body is fully connected. But if you can start to work on those three areas, good upper back mobility, a little bit of extension through the lumbar spine, so your ability to actually bend backwards, okay? Pain-free, of course. And also hip extension, the ability to bring your leg or your hip bone, so your femur, behind your body. Those three things are critical to maximise the bench press arch. Now, this last part is, this is the last piece that I teach to my students. After they understand how to get the shoulder blades back and down and how to keep them there, um, is the use of the legs to tie the upper body to the lower body so it becomes a full body movement. So yes, the bench press is an, air quotes, upper body exercise. But if you wanna push the most amount of weight, you wanna use the most amount of muscle groups, which means integrating your legs. This is where leg drive comes in. If you are somebody who has typically bench pressed with your feet flat, you can still do it that way. But what you may find and you may experience is if you arch your back hard, your upper back will extend, your lower back will extend, and your hips will extend. And this happens by bringing your feet closer, uh, or further back I should say. So bringing your feet closer towards your shoulders. All right? As a result, your heels may lift off of the ground. If you do that, and you gently apply some pressure downwards through your heels, you are going to engage your glute muscles, okay? So your heels might not actually touch the ground, So they're gonna start off the ground and your your cue, your focus, your intention is heels to floor. You will engage the hips, the glutes, and connect your hips to your lower back and to your upper back, okay? So you're transferring energy from the ground up through the hips, up into the barbell, okay? So we don't want the upper body to do it on its own. We wanna integrate the whole body, lower body through to the upper body. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Okay. Right, so we've got our very uncomfortable shoulder blade position, back and down. Highly uncomfortable. We've brought our feet a little bit further backwards so we can apply some leg drive, okay? Something that I haven't touched on, but I will, it's not in my show notes, but I do think it is pertinent, so very important, uh, to a successful bench press is the bracing of the abdomen, or as I like to call it, the trunk. Trunk training. Brace your abs. Imagine someone is gonna punch you at maximum force in the guts during the bench press. They're just gonna repeatedly go smash, smash, smash in your guts. You've gotta hold your abs tight. Because if you don't, what happens is, instead of maintaining a solid, stable base through your trunk and your midsection, you get soft, you get sloppy, and then all you end up doing is just pissing off the lower back. So you create an arch, and we wanna keep that arch pretty much the same from start to finish. We don't wanna go from a small arch and then midway through the rep go to a big arch, or vice versa, okay? We wanna preserve the start position of your back and your hips from the very first rep to the very last rep until that bar is racked, okay? So, abs tight for a punch. Now, there are two methods, or there's two ways for you to get into this position optimally. Okay, both of them require practice um, as they are skills, especially if you've never arched or if you're kind of new to it. Um, these are the two methods and the, the options that I use with my students. You have the pull through method, which uh, does look a little bit funky. Uh, it kind of looks like you're doing another exercise before the bench press. And it kind of is, you're getting into the best position, which again, like I said, requires work. And this is where, after you've established your optimal grip width, you bring your chin up to the bar. Okay, so your upper back is off the bench and your hips, so your bum is on the bench. You squeeze your shoulder blades back and down as hard as possible. All right, you slide backwards behind the bench and you walk your feet back. So you're creating a bit of hip extension. And then you pull yourself through, underneath the bar, down the bench, and you slowly glue yourself onto that bench. So that's the pull through method. Chin to bar, feet come back, shoulder blades back and down, pull through, getting down the bench, arching, squeezing those shoulder blades back and down, and you slowly lower yourself down until you contact the bench and you have a nice solid base. That's the first option. Option two is uh, what I call the head bridge. So you set yourself up underneath the barbell. And again, bring your feet back a little bit so the heels are off the ground slightly. So a little bit of hip extension there. And then you use your head, so you've got a grip on the bar, hands are on the barbell. You use your head to lift your upper back up off the bench. This creates a bit of space. With this space, you bring your shoulder blades together towards the center of your spine. Shoulder blades, scapula, come towards the center. That should feel uncomfortable. And you're also bringing those shoulder blades down, as far away from your ears as possible. Another great cue that I got from a workshop many years ago, this is by a man who can bench press or who has bench pressed over 300 kilograms, is this, pits to hips. So your shoulder blades are squeezed together and then you're gonna get your armpits down towards your hips. And again, if you do this correctly, your lats will light up tremendously, okay? Shoulder blades back and down away from the ears. So that's the head bridge method where you just use the head, push into the bench, it elevates your chest, your upper back leaves the bench, shoulder blades back and down, and then you slowly position yourself back into the bench, okay? As a byproduct, you have an arch through the upper to mid back slash lower back, okay? Uh, Which one should you use? Try them both and see which works for you. If you're just getting into uh, the bench press and you wanna practice the arch, uh, start with the head bridge method. If you've done that one already and you wanna see, okay, how much can I actually arch? Do the pull through method. Um, I've done them both. I personally prefer the pull through. I feel like I can create a tighter, more compact arch. So basically you're loading your body, getting it tight like a spring. You're engaging the hips, you're engaging the lower back, your abs are braced, your upper back is working hard to give you a strong base and a stable platform to press off of. That's my preferred option. But try them both, Um, see which one works better for you. But like I said, don't just do it once, Uh, practice it. Do it for maybe two, three, four weeks and see how you go. Does it increase your performance? Does it decrease your performance? Are you doing it correctly? Are your shoulder blades back and down or are they just back? Are your shoulders shrugged or are they down and your lats are on as well? Okay. Um, The bottom line is this, guys. The bench press, as I mentioned, this is the exercise that allows you to press the most amount of weight. So it doesn't matter if you're male or female, this is the exercise. If you wanna lift a big amount of weight for your upper body, uh, the bench press is how you do it, all right? To maximize and leverage that, you should look into arching the back. As long as it's not contraindicated, so something you should avoid with a current or past uh, injury, like I mentioned. Um, And as long as it doesn't produce any back or joint pain. All right? As you lift more frequently, so by frequently I mean every single week, okay? Um, You start to know what your body can and can't do. And you start determining, okay, that's just muscle soreness or muscle uh, discomfort. Like I'm getting a pump. It's uncomfortable. I don't want to keep doing this. Versus, oh shit, that's actually, that's an injury waiting to happen. Or that's, oh, that is definitely not right. I'm going to change my technique on that. Okay? But just to kind of wrap this up, guys, uh, the start position will not be comfortable. So by start position, I mean you create the largest and the best and most compact arch possible. It should not feel comfortable in the slightest. It should feel highly uncomfortable. And the reason I say that is, it's not a small muscle contraction. It's not a little bit back and down. Shoulder blades back and down as far as humanly possible for your current mobility and your current level of strength. So what I say to my students is all the time, this is, it's like it's like I'm a broken record when I say it and I, I don't get tired of it either, is I ask them directly before we unrack the bar, I'm like, is it comfortable? And if they say yes, I'll say, get tighter. I want more stability. I want more muscle activity because it's gonna decrease the range of motion. It's gonna keep the joints in a nice, strong, stable position for the entire rep. I don't want a little bit of tension. I want the most amount of tension that they are capable of. And generally, when I ask them that question, I see them adjust their position, I see things move. I see the chest rise, I see the shoulder blades get down further away from the ears, and all of this good stuff. And perhaps I see a little grimace because, again, it's uncomfortable. It means they're contracting the muscle harder because they are able to. So my advice to you is this. If it is comfortable, you're not doing it right. All right, you want a near maximal isometric contraction. Isometric means the muscles are working, they're engaged, they're tightening, but they're not moving. It's like a plank, you get into a plank position and you feel the muscles working and maybe your body shakes, but you're not actually moving, you're stationary, you're static. Same thing for the bench press, shoulder blades back and down, retraction and depression of the scapulae. The upper back muscles and the mid back muscles working really fucking hard. It is a not, it is not an easy position and it is not a comfortable feeling. Get that through your head right now. This means that before you unrack the bar, you should have those muscles that I just described rock solid and tight. And they should not move at all during the bench press. So... My role as a coach for my students is that of a spotter. All I am there to do is to help give them a lift out. So they'll get into position and I'll just tell them, let me know when you're ready. So they'll just say, yep, or they'll nod their head and I know, cool, we can unrack that bar. So I'll stand behind them, two hands on the bar, three, two, one, lift, and then that bar's theirs. From that point of me helping to unrack the bar, to then helping re rack the bar, those shoulder blades should not move. They're not protracting, they're not going around the rib cage, they're not flattening out, so that arch that you create stays the same from the first rep all the way through the last rep, okay? If your shoulder blades happen to move, so let's say, for example, you start with a really nice tight arch, and then on the last one you feel, oh, my back's actually flattened out. I'm actually laying flat on the bench now. Oh, what happened there? Well, what happened is you didn't maintain the shoulder blade position, and it's due to one or two things. Not being strong enough to get them there in the first place in a strong, stable platform, okay? So you couldn't arch hard enough, or you didn't, and or muscular endurance, okay? So let's say you started, let's say you're doing a set of eight reps. The first five reps, yep, shoulder blades are back and down, and then maybe flatten out into the bench, Okay, and we can see maybe a bit of shoulder shrugging happening. Okay, you've lost your stable base. You have lost the shoulder blade position. So that would be a matter of endurance. And in a scenario like that, let's say for example, you're doing three sets of eight. I would encourage you to flip that. Instead of doing three sets of eight, do eight sets of three. Because you're gonna get the same total number of reps, 24, but you're hopefully gonna hit them all with perfect technique. And this is where I keep saying, it's a skill. Everybody gets infatuated with the standard bodybuilding fucking rep range of three sets of eight to twelve. Here's the thing. If you've never done a bench press before, or if you've never done a bench press with an arch before, why the fuck do I want you doing three sets of eight to twelve? I'm going to start with five reps. If if you've never done one rep, there's no chance in hell you're going to get fucking twelve. So let's walk before we run, hey? Um, Yeah, so this is, again, this is where you have to be smart and intelligent with your bench press. Don't look to go from zero reps to 12 reps. Aim to go from zero to five reps. Keep those shoulder blades back and down. Not for one rep, not for two reps, but for five. Five is a smaller and it's an easier target to hit than the standard eight to 12 reps. Okay, so that's my recommendation in that situation. Um, So there you have it, guys. That is uh, my compelling case for why you should arch in the bench press, okay? It's going to give you a shorter range of motion, all right? A shorter range of motion in the bench press is better. You can lift heavier loads. You can lift the same amount of weight for more reps. You're turning the traditional upper body only style of bench press into a whole body movement, okay? And you're gonna be more efficient at shifting those loads. Like I said, do you want one muscle group to do all the work or do you want four, five, six, seven, eight, nine or more muscles to chip in and do the work? I don't know about you, but if I was stuck with the option of one muscle group or a whole bunch of muscle groups, I pick more every single day of the week. So I hope that gives you a bit of information on the bench press and whether or not it's a good or bad thing. Uh, Like I said, some people will be very well suited to arch in the bench press. No history of low back pain. Um, Also perhaps more mobile or super bendy people. Like I said, that's gonna reduce the range of motion uh, even greater. Um, But even for you guys who maybe are a bit stiff or a bit tighter, it could be a little bit of a shove in the right direction to improve your mobility. There's no point being really fucking strong but not being able to move your body. should be able to do both of these things and the bench press can actually complement and help you in that regard. So that's the bench press uh, question or that topic kind of covered hopefully in full, hopefully covers everything that you may want or need to know about it. And like I said guys, I'm gonna beat this drum until the cows come home. Uh, bench pressing is a skill, okay? The bench press itself is a skill And learning to arch in the bench press is a skill unto itself. So pay it its due, uh, give it the respect it deserves, and learn how to get those shoulder blades in that position and keep them there. Um, Your body only does what you tell it to do. So if you've never done it before, don't go and load the fucking bar like I did when I was 17 years old. Start with an empty bar and build from there because the chances are Uh, The first time you do it, you're probably going to stuff it up a little bit. And that's normal. Like all new skills, we go from shit, suck, good, great. So I'm just going to tell you straight up, you know, if you've never done it before or you've dabbled in it, uh, your arch is probably going to be pretty shit. But after a little bit of practice, you're going to suck. And that means you've progressed. (laughs) And then the more you do it, uh, again, you just keep going higher and higher, getting better and better, more and more efficient. Um at getting into those positions. So that's uh, that's the case for the bench press. Uh, I hope you consider the arch, and if you need a little bit of help, uh, and you're in the Perth region, I would love to help teach you uh, the bench press so you can get more out of your lifting, uh, so you can lift heavier weights and do it more efficiently. But that's it for now, guys. Uh, bench press, do it. Arch, don't arch, completely up to you, but now you have the underpinning knowledge to make an informed decision. So yeah, how much you bench, bro. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.